And when I say we give to them, we give them $50, $100, $150 a month. Like we are sowing. That is exciting what God is doing through you. And so today we're going to talk more about that. And, um, and I want to just have you just begin to expand your vision of what we can do as a church, even to go to the next level. Before I talk about that, though, I do want to say this about sending. You know, what I'm, what I'm speaking about is in line with our Chi Alpha vision. So I want to put up our national Chi Alpha mission statement. I don't think I've ever told you guys this. Have you ever seen this? Probably not. But it's our national mission statement. Chi Alpha nationally, again, we're all over the nation. And this is our overarching mission statement for Chi Alpha. Reconciling students to Christ, transforming the university, the marketplace, and the world. Do you see that this mission statement is all about sending? Sending. And what I've talked to you guys about here is sending missionaries overseas. I am convinced that one of the reasons why Chi Alpha is, is being used by God so much in this is because it is, the university is the most strategic mission field on the face of the earth. I believe that because the students that are at University of Michigan today and Michigan State, yes, even Michigan State and Eastern, they are the leaders of tomorrow. And so we believe that if we can reconcile students to Christ, we transform these major uh, institutions and, and areas of culture, the university, but also ans- not ancillary to it, but as a result of it, the marketplace in the world. I talked about the world and how we're transforming that through your missions giving. But listen, the majority of you are not going to go into world missions or missions in general. And that's a good thing because we need you to be missionaries in the marketplace. We need you to be missionaries in your home with your children. We need godly businessmen, godly teachers, godly mothers, godly fathers. So I I don't want you guys to ever think that world missions is the pinnacle of Christianity. And if I'm going to be a real Christian, I'm going to go into world missions. We need you to be a light for Jesus in the world of business and the marketplace. And I want to honor a a few of our alumni that have done that. The first one I'm going to talk about is Chief. Let's put Chief up there. Chief. Yeah, there we go. So, listen, you guys, some of you new students don't know Tyler. But I remember, there's Tyler in the, the, uh, well, Chris has a a Michigan shirt on, but Tyler's the other one. Tyler's the bigger one there on the right. Um, So, I remember when Tyler came here as a freshman. Man, he was faithful in H2O. And was in a small group. He became one of our small group leaders. Uh, my son Johnny was in his small group. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm so grateful that he was ministering to my own son and to so many students. And many of you guys know him and love him. And he, he was graduated, and now he's in the Navy. He's an officer in the Navy. He also has no social media pictures at all. I went to his Instagram. I went to his Facebook the only picture I could find was posted by the other. There's, that's a woman on the left, and I don't know who she is. I don't think they're dating, uh, but he just, that's all I could find. But I thought it was cool because it demonstrates that now you guys have a light for Christ in the military. And if I know Tyler, I know he will shine brightly. He will do his best to be a witness for Christ. And so 
when I talk about being a sending church, I'm not just talking world missions. I'm talking about you guys being sent into the marketplace, into the military. So that is chief. Well, let's honor some other alumni that have been faithful for decades. The fellows. The only, the only problem with this photo is they don't have the rats. And I, next year we'll have to see the ratties. But, um, okay, talk about faith. Hey, we thank you guys for your faithfulness. I met Jonathan a, a long time ago. And, you know, you have been faithful in the world of business for many, many years. You could have went full-time in Chi Alpha, but you've been serving and shining as a light in many different capacities, and now it happens to be Toyota. But Jonathan is a light for Christ in the marketplace, uh, serving in, in a, probably doing something with technology, if I know you, I would assume. Um, but amazing faithfulness, and this has been now going on close to three decades of serving Christ. And, and that's what I mean when I'm saying you guys can serve Jesus in the world of business. We need you. And listen, those missionaries I showed you, they can't do it without people in the world of business. Somebody has to finance them. Somebody has to sow into their life. And Jonathan is amazing, but his wife's even more amazing. Because Cindy has been in a variety of roles. I mean, uh, worked at, in Dexter, I can't remember that. Thompson Reuters, she was in the marketplace trying to be a light for Christ there. And now, as you know, she's a, a Chi Alpha missionary with us here, which is incredible. So both marketplace and Chi Alpha, serving faithfully for decades and decades, and in her most important role, loving these beautiful children and homeschooling. She homeschools kids, serves part-time missionary, puts up with Jonathan. I mean, <laughs> amazing. And so thank you for being an example for us of what it means to serve God in the home and in the marketplace. So um, I'm going to close I'm going to close this real quick and then we're going to look at a, a brief scripture today. Uh, but so this is a different really different kind of sermon, but I want to encourage you guys that remember I said the test of health a test of health, not the, but a test of health is sending capacity. We have a pastor in Michigan named Pastor Dave Williams. He um, led a church in Lansing called Mount Hope. Amazing. Oh, you're familiar with Mount Hope. I'm, listen, this church, when he was pastor there, I'm going to tell you how much they were giving a year to missions. $3 million a year to missions a church was giving. They were sowing in missionaries all over the world, every continent, into Tammy and my life, Kyle missionaries all over. They had a vision that we're going to reach the world for Jesus. They had people in the business world all over Lansing. I mean, top-notch CEOs, entrepreneurs, people that founded companies. I met guys that said, we, they started a business in Lansing with Pastor Dave, and they said, in their very business plan, they said, we're going to build in a 10% of all of our revenue will go to missions. Can you imagine how big that business became? Tie yourself into the Great Commission. You won't believe what God will do. God's like, oh, okay, well, now I'll bless you. You'll be a conduit for me. And they had all these kind of people in their church. The reason I'm bringing up Dave Williams is because he told the story, and he said, and he had, he had a mustache too. It was a big, but his was from the 70s. He just never got rid of it. He was ahead of you guys. Um, and he got up there, and he said, you know, you Chi Alpha missionaries, said, you guys send out 25% of your campus ministry every year. 
think about that, right? Every year, the seniors and the grad students, we graduate you guys. We send you into the marketplace, send you into missions. He said, um, you Chi Alpha people, if you kept everybody you've reached, you'd have a mega church. A mega church. And I thought about that, and I was like, yeah, can you imagine how many people Tammy and I have known? So many students. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students just here at U of M alone, several hundred that have been touched. But you know what? Our goal is not just to increase seating capacity, but sending. Because we want to bless. That's, I believe there's just a calling upon Chi Alpha in general and specifically upon H2O that we're ascending church. We're raising up so many people. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's incredible how many we're sending from a smaller church. Tens of thousands of dollars and people being sent. So there's a church in the New Testament that I think is somewhat like us. And it's one of the most exciting, cool churches. It's the church that was at Antioch. So I want to look at that church with you because it's, it's incredible. Um, and we'll close with this. Acts chapter 13. Uh, we're going to look at the Antiochian church. I'm going to get a sip of water here. Um, if you guys want to turn there or I'll, I'll have the uh, slide up. But... So this church, um, the church at Antioch, Antioch is a city. They had received Christ. We're talking early on. This is like 50 years after Christ or even less. They had a revival. People came to Christ. The church was established. They put in place a bishop over all the different local communities. The church was growing in Antioch. But as you know, the purpose of the church is not to just stay local but to go global. Right? As Scott Martin says, go, we're going global, baby. So this is one of the coolest churches in my mind in the early church because it was a sending missionary church. And so I want to read about this church. And then as we read about them, would you just dream with me like, Lord, could that be us? Could H2O be like Antioch? Could we be that kind of a church? Expand your vision. Could we be a radical sending church? I believe so. Well, let's read about it. Acts 13. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manane, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Now Saul, of course, he becomes the Apostle Paul, but they're referring to Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Let's get fired up. Cyprus. Paul went to Cyprus before Sicily. I'll admit it. Yes, you're right. Okay. Sicily was just a little bit after, but, he, you know. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John to assist them. I'm going to break this down with you, but let me just explain first what's happening. This is incredibly formative for the early church because it's the first picture we see in the book of Acts where there is a formalized sending and releasing of missionaries to the uh, pagans. Now, of course, the gospel had been spread after the, the day of Pentecost. I preached earlier about, evan about um, Philip the Evangelist. I'm sure you guys all remember my sermon with the Ethiopian eunuch. It was Yoel's favorite sermon ever. Um, 
So the gospel was spreading, but this is, in the book of Acts, the first picture you see of a formalized local church saying, we're going to send out, these are our missionaries. They're an extension of Antioch. And they sent Paul, and he went to Cyprus and went through the Mediterranean. You guys know the story. And eventually he went to Rome, preached the gospel to the Caesar, and he was beheaded and martyred for his faith in Rome. Okay? But that's the story. But what I want to do is look at this passage, because there's a lot hidden there that you might not see. As we look at this, again, dream with me that this could be your small group. This could be your church here. Could we be a, a, a ascending church? I think they have the marks of a healthy church. For example, let's look at this. Verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Now, I put the words that I want you to think about in all caps. They were worshiping the Lord and fasting. I see a church that worships and fasts as a church that is filled with spiritual vitality. A true missions movement has to come from a place of worship of God. Because we don't do missions just to do missions. Missions is, is a, a consequence of worshiping the Lord, coming into his presence. I've tried to teach on this this year. I'm excited to see us growing in worship as a church, to really have spirit-filled worship. The band, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you for leading in this. Um, they were a worshiping community. And out of worship, out of the vertical worship comes to horizontal ministry. Have you ever worshiped the Lord and had such an experience that you're like, I just got to tell everybody about this? Excited? Like, I remember being a student, like, I got to go on the diag right now and proclaim it without the signs. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'll be the sign, you know. Um, but uh, worship, they were a community that worshiped and they fasted. Fasting is crucial. I know we don't like fasting. Some of you might, but fasting is an incredible spiritual discipline. They would give up food uh, for the sake of worship and prayer. Um, they were a spiritually vital church. Now, look at verse um, 3. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Another mention of fasting in verse 3, but now um, Luke adds the word praying. So not only did they worship, not only did they fast, but they prayed. Is it any wonder that this church was ascending church? If you're a church that sincerely worships, sincerely prays, sincerely fasts, you're going to send people. You're not even going to have to send them. They're going to want to go. Because God is met. We meet him through prayer. We meet him through worship. The church at Antioch, was they were vibrant spiritually. They worshiped the Lord. They prayed. And then, of course, verse 3, they sent them off. And that's why I was saying I really, um, I pray that H2O can be that. I think we have, in a small way, been a part of the Great Commission. But I think we could expand it even farther. I think we could even dream bigger and to see even more of the marketplace and, and campus ministries. I can't wait to see every university in Michigan reached. Anybody want to go reach some Spartans for Jesus? They're pagan. They need the Lord. We need to plant Kaiofa, Western Michigan, Grand Valley. We got Lake State, Ferris. We got to reach these students. So I believe God can use you guys in the future to be amazing. Some of you in the business world, will you support our missionaries? When God prospers you, giving. See, that, that was this church. They sent them off. It was an extension of Antioch. 
Okay, let me kind of land this, this plane because I've been going everywhere. It's been a crazy trip, but we're going to land it here. Verse 4, I put in, uh, or verse 5, I, um, I did uppercase on proclaimed the word of God. This is very important because I just love this church. Think about it. They pray, they worship, they fast, and they proclaim the word of God. When you go into the world of business, when we support missionaries, this is not the Peace Corps. We're not, they, they weren't doing the Peace Corps. It wasn't a, a secular, you know, work. And not that it's wrong that what the Peace Corps does. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to help the poor. I appreciate anybody that helps the poor. Um, I don't appreciate when they indoctrinate them in falsehood, but I appreciate that they feed them and help them. I appreciate that. But they did more than that. They proclaimed the word of God. Did you notice that? They proclaimed the word. Who is the word of God? Jesus Christ. They proclaimed him. The scriptures are the word of God. They proclaimed the word. And so these missionaries that we support, we don't just send them out to do like a good, you know, feel good mission. They proclaim the word, you guys. They proclaim it. They live it. They make disciples for Christ. And that's what the Antiochian church did. And I believe that's what we can do, you know. And we've been doing it, like I said, last year. Incredible. Uh, in, a, in a little bit here, I'm going to kind of get you guys prepared. Um, we're going to do our faith promises. Um, as we get ready, ready to do that, be in a prayerful attitude. Hopefully you've been thinking about it. Um, what do you want to do? Um, do you want to give what you gave last year? Do you want to expand it and go beyond? Just dream with me. Um, I am, man, so thankful for how God used you guys. It's been incredible and super excited for 2023. This is going to be a great year of missions. And so um, let me kind of, for new people here, let me just take you through it really practical. Maybe, could you guys just pass these down? Um, and then I'll, I'll explain. Make sure everybody gets one of these. I'll give those to some of the people there too. Um, so, Okay, so this is going to be the boring part of my message. Are you ready? So I was, this was like I was going to preach the word. I was trying to get excited. I was giving vision. Now I'm going to do the real practical admin stuff that you need to know. It might sound boring, but I want you to understand fully how our missions department works so we're all on the same page, no confusion. So H2O has a missions wing. So these are missions faith promises. The money that people give to this does not go to any of our operating expenses in the church at all. Okay, so when you make, this is not your tithe, all right? So, and we don't have, I don't have time to talk about the tithe. That's a whole other sermon. But the, the, the tithe is different. Okay, this is beyond the tithe. This is a missions pledge that we make, and it goes 100% to missionaries. When you go on our website to give, have you guys noticed? Well, you've noticed if you've been in the church. It says general fund, missions. When you give to missions, that goes into our missions fund. And that is what we sow into missionaries in America and around the world. Now, um, we call this a faith promise. So what, you, what we're doing today at the conclusion of our um, missions month is we're making a pledge. And this is a monthly pledge. So the amount we want you guys to put there, you'll see where it says, as the Lord enables us, we promise, well, if you're single, um, it would be I, we, I promise to invest, you know, whatever each month of support. 
Now, I like to say this. Um, this is a faith promise. And what we mean by faith is that it very often takes faith to do it. Right? So if you say, I pledge $1 a month to missions. Now, hear my heart. I'm not trying to, to make fun of anybody here. But that probably doesn't take faith. Right? Would that, that, probably, would that be hard for anybody here to give a dollar? Probably not, right? I mean, a dollar is like, you won't even know it. You know what I mean? A dollar. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm trying to be really careful here because I don't want to hurt feelings. But you guys understand me. You know Pastor Nino. So what I'm trying to say is faith. It takes faith. Now, saying this is not faith either. I promise to invest $2,000 a month. Okay, that's not faith. That's just craziness. Now, unless... You've got some, you know, wealth that I didn't know about. You know what I mean? And that'd be awesome. If you want to give 2000 you know, maybe you've been saving your money and you've got a million dollars. Go for it. Give 2000 a month. But that's not necessarily faith either, okay? That's just being crazy. But faith is something that is stretching to you for sure. But you're like, I, I think God will provide and, and God can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a stretch. I'm going to step out in faith, but it's not crazy, you know? And I know that's what you guys did last year because the money has been coming in. That's why we have all those missionaries. We couldn't do it without faithfulness. So you're doing it, and it's amazing, and I'm proud of you, and i got to brag you up to all the Chi Alphas because this is an incredible example. So, so we're going to do that today in just a moment. We're going to um, fill this out um, and then just uh, fold it in half so people don't see what you what you pledged. We want it to be somewhat private, and then we're going to just collect those, and I don't know who's going to collect it for me. I don't know. Josiah's going to collect it. He's going to be my official faith promise collector. Um, so we're going to pray, though, and I want you just to take a moment just to listen, you know. God, do you want me to pledge the same thing again, you know? Would you want me to increase it by $10 a month? Do you want me to, you know, what, what do you want to do? What, what, what are you asking of me? And, um, and it's, it's just going to be an awesome, awesome year to see what God's going to do. Uh, what else do we need to say? Am I forgetting any practical details? Um, core leaders, you've done this. Staff, anything that people need to know? Yeah, other details. Thank you. Yeah, I actually was going to say that, and I forgot. So Derek said, do we, is, do we have to make the pledge today? Um, no. I mean, it would be great if you can, just so we have an idea of what's going to be coming in for our missionaries. But if you want to pray about it a little bit more, do that. Take this, um, and then maybe in the next week or so, fill that out and let us know. Um, totally fine if you need to do that. Um, that would be great. Great question. Yeah. Other question? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great Totally, totally. No, it's the same. So, yeah, he was asking about, can you do it in a lump sum or smaller chunks? So uh, let's say somebody's going to pledge $100 a month to missions. Um, you could give $1,200 one time. That's fine. Yeah, because the money's not spent. We just put it in the missions checking account, and it goes to missionaries monthly. So you could do a one time. You could do every quarter. It's fine. Totally fine. But we like to think in terms of monthly budget for our missionaries. Does that make sense? So we know how much, because I'd like to pick up new missionaries uh, this year. I mean, we're already supporting, I don't know how many, 14. I mean, really, you guys, this is, I mean, I don't know. This God's doing something. It's amazing.
Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, under donor, it's such an interesting word. It makes you think about blood donor or organ donor. Donor info is you, and then all you need to put is the amount that you want to support the missions fund. Does that make sense? A name of account, account number, department, we don't need any of that. Don't need it at all. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So she's asking, you know, should I split my tithe? You know, should I do it on top of it? I see this in discipleship in my own life. It was a a progression of growing in this area. I remember when I started tithing for the first time. uh, I was about your age, I think. You're about 21? 20. I think I started tithing at 22. And uh, it was hard. It was $60 a month, which is like, sounds like nothing. Well, I just told you how uh, sad my income was as a U of M grad. Uh, uh, but but I, t- I started tithing, and that was hard. And then I slowly added a faith promise, a small one, and then I added another one. And now after 30 years, you know, Tammy and I just find joy in giving. And we've been able to sow into missionaries. So I'm going somewhere with this to answer your question is, to me, I'm okay with people progressively growing in it. Um, because your faith has to grow. And so we've had people that um, are giving to missions and tithe, and maybe that's only 10% total. And ultimately, yes, I would like to see all of us grow where we tithe 10% and we give to missions on top of it. But I understand it's a process for people. I just want you to step out in faith. So you, you pray about that. Think about what you can do and do it. Um, I don't legislate you have to do it this way. Um, I will teach. We should teach more on this, on giving. I mean, it would be great stewardship. But I'm just so proud of you guys for giving. And so pray about it. Um, it would be awesome. I mean, obviously, the tithe supports Chi Alpha, the, the H2O. It's important. But missions is, oh, man. That, if we give to missions, we'll always have enough. So that's kind of a long answer, but it's a process. Grow in it. Maybe each year try to do something a little more. Step out in faith a little more. Yep. Great questions. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, let me pray, and then let's just listen to the Lord. I just thought of something. We're in the digital age. Nobody has pens or pencils, do they? How are we going to fill these out? Oh, man. Throw those around. No, no. Can you start handing those out? All right, let's start handing those out and share them. Share with your neighbor. Be loving. All right. All right, pass them around. Make sure they've got pens here. Okay, can you guys pray with me? Let's, let's pray and just, just commit this time to Jesus. Lord, we thank you for using uh, H2O Church to be a part of the proclamation of the gospel to the ends of the earth. And I pray that during this faith promise season that you will speak to hearts, that you will show us what you want us to sow, and that you'll expand our influence for the gospel from our campus ministry. Thank you for everyone here that has given. I ask that you'll bless them, prosper them, that they might even have more to give and more to live. So we thank you for this time. Speak to our hearts, we pray. Amen and amen.
Amen. Let's fill that out, and then uh, we'll collect those, and then the band will come up.